Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode and a very special episode of Files Radio. I'm your host, Steve Pisa. Thank you very much for being here today. We have a very special guest. We always have a special guest, but today we have a very special guest. Alina Andre, like Andre the Giant. Actress, stunt woman, stunt actress, choreographer expert in swords. Can't wait to have a conversation with her. So how was your week? How was everybody's week? Any, any good uh, TV? Any good radio? Any good books? I went to a fashion show today. Well, where they displayed the, the clothing to buy, actually, for the fashion show. Saw a lot of great actors. The interesting thing to me was, and I'll, I'll talk to you about this at the end of the show, which was I'm starting to get into Peaky Blinders, and one of the actresses just happened to be there. And it was the first season. Now, they're going on to their fifth season. I'm pretty sure these actors get just bushwhacked, you know, just trying to get to their cars because of how popular they are. But for me, for a season, I really don't know what's, what's happening, what's going on. I'm, I'm really just happy with, with the enjoyment it's bringing to my life. So when I go up to somebody and I say, thank you for what you do, that's, that's what I'm trying to say to you is, is, you know, thank you so much for bringing entertainment into my life because or else it, it can be boring or it can be sad. There's a lot of things that life could be other than happy. <laughs> but I had a fantastic time. I always love going to shows like that. I always get cucumber water with a little bit of lemon or some, some baloney like that. <laughs> so yeah, there are a couple other people there as well. It doesn't really matter, but, uh, Huge stars, great clothing. I'll tell you something that bugged me. Now, this is, this is interesting to me. This, this bugs me a lot when people do this. So my friend's asking me about her dress. Do you like this dress? Now, I'm giving her this look of, I don't like that dress. <laughs> you brought me here for a very specific reason. I don't like that dress. And we start playing with each other because, of course, it's like, you sure you don't like this dress? Like, no, I really, seriously, I don't like this dress. And she says, this, this complete stranger goes, uh, oh, no, no, don't listen to him. He doesn't even want to be, none of these guys want to be here. None of these guys want to be here. And she starts laughing. And I looked at her and I go, listen, I want to be here. But when I give you a specific look that I don't like something, I don't like something. But the point is, is that she thought I didn't like it because I was a guy. Because she was wearing a dress and I'm a guy and somehow that's foreign to me and somehow I shouldn't like it or I shouldn't have an opinion or somehow I should not enjoy this atmosphere of fashion and joy and, and beauty, color, fabric, people celebrating art and, and putting things together. It's, it's incredibly clever. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Everybody's having a fun time. Why would I not enjoy that? I mean, is this really the 1950s where I'm going to hold on to your purse and hang out by like the ashtray? I mean, seriously, I mean, that's why I never watched Mad Men. I, I can't stand that stuff. I'm so, I don't know, I'm so against ageism, sexism, and, and what have you. I just want to go and have a good time. I want to have my cucumber water, <laughs> and I want to find clothing. All right, that was just my opinion on that. Let's bring in our guest here. I see that she's just called in right now. We're going to bring on Alina. Uh, Alina. Hi. How are you doing? Are you there? Hello. I'm here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> What's happened for you here? <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. I know that you you came and called at 2 p.m. We had a bit of, bit of a cluster, but thank you so much for, for, for being on the show today. How are you doing this weekend? I'm doing good. Thank you um, oh. for asking. It's oh, been, fantastic. you know, always 
industry is always interesting. You get calls to work, then you're like, well, am I booked or am I not booked? And then, you know, I've been working in this industry since I was 22, and it's like, you know, I well, you, swear you, being in the, it's, it's really, you learn how to really, um, what's it called, um, be positive, because if you're not right. positive-minded thinking, you will throw yourself off the balcony. <laughs> crazy. Which I won't say I'll do, because I know I'll probably end up being a vegetable, and because I don't think I'm gonna, you know, die before I'm supposed to. But I swear, some of the people are just. <laughs> you know, you know, older, <laughs> We're too old to die young. Is that what you're saying? Well, never too old. I'm supposed to be like 90, so we got ways to go. I'm tired of like ageism and bullshit. Yeah. I'm tired of people trying to project I'm part all of crap onto you. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I was I was talking about that woman earlier today who was you know, talking about me being there at, the, at this fashion show. And, and I found it kind of funny. I'm like, yeah, I went to the Fashion Institute. I, I, I love fashion. I don't know why you'd only put this on, on, on women or at least put me down in order to bring somebody else up. And I feel like a lot of people do that, especially in this, this industry. A lot of people put other people down in order to lift themselves up when that's not really necessary. Do you find that the same way? No, yeah. No, that's because they're insecure. They're having a bad day or hmm. projecting their crap onto you. And Right. You know, a lot of women, you know, what happened, what's happening right now, the dynamic between male and female is the whole Me Too movement and the whole, you know, women have been oppressed and have been told to shut up for 5,000 years. So when right. you finally get an opening to say something, what do you think is going to happen? The pendulum is going to swing all the way out right. to the left or the right, wherever the fuck is swinging. And so, of course, you men, men have to be patient right now, women, because women finally have a right. time and a place to be respected for their work. And we finally have a chance to be like, I'm a woman just because I have boobs and a vagina. doesn't mean I have to have a kid and I'm you know, respected for my thoughts and my actions and my direction in life. Just like a man has always been respected for his thoughts and his dreams. And, you know, women, right. so guys have to be a little patient and the ones that are, God bless you. We love you. Thank you for supporting us. And the ones that are cranky, not my problem because this right. is what happens when you put down the sex for 5,000 freaking years. It's, there's going to be a little bit of a perkiness happening. So women have to, you know, are out there going, rum, rum. they're all like just getting out of their old, pro- it's just old programming that's happening right. on the planet. All the old programming, which whether it's by religion, you know, sexism, family programming, society, you know, programming for like the media, it's all right. coming apart. And people right. are having to re- realize who they are and what they want when they don't all have the bullshit in their space. And this is an industry, too. I mean, the industry is changing right now across the board with male right. and female positions and whatever. And so is, you know, with whole, you know, in- inclusive of different backgrounds and races, you know, they're getting more opportunities to be heard, which is great. Well, Everyone Lena, you, you, you know, heard, you don't have a so. you don't have a tiny career. I mean, you have a you have a gigantic. We can't even go over you know, 50% of, of your credits, you know, and I would say what makes you so tough, but it's pretty obvious to everybody who's listening to right now, what makes you so tough, you, you are just internally tough, but we'll get into that a little later on. What, what do you think throughout, throughout your career that you, that you seen that difference? You've seen that spark of difference because you've been in it for, for a short period of time, not a short period. Yeah. It's funny. I've, I've, I remember being on set and being, um, <laughs> Uh, working, you know, start out as, as as an actor, and then of course I got the stunts. Right. But I've still been doing acting and stunts and stunt acting since I came out here because I always knew that we'd need people that could, that could do both. Just like writers right. direct, directors write, and then some writers produce. Right. Why can't actors do their own stunts or stunt people act? Why there has to be some right. great like, oh, if you do stunts, you can act. I'm like, listen, don't judge me and don't project your crap onto me. I've been studying for 16 years. I have more talent, my little pinky, than that girl who's an A-lister who probably got her way because she did something naughty. So don't get in my right. face, people. You know, growing up in a communist country and immigrating and watching someone being mm. shot in front of you when you were four and being in bread lines, and you come to this amazing country, which is not perfect. I'm not saying any country is. I've lived in a couple. Right. And you realize, wow, I can work really hard here and get somewhere instead of working really hard four times in Romania or in Europe to get anywhere. And you realize, right. I'm going to hustle down, buckle down, learn what I can, and – and just move forward with being free. I'm all about freedom. I'm right. all about freedom of, of will, freedom of creativity, freedom of who you are, and not you know, having Lena, any I've, programming judge you. You know, or I find like, that a lot from, from first generation Americans. I find that a lot that that they have this gusto, they have this power, this energy about. Them. I'm a first generation American myself as well. Do you feel a certain sense of obligation to give back to your family and what have you for everything they well, did I'm for you to get to this country, I'm, or? 
you were born there. I mean, you were in the bread lines, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm an immigrant. I'm not first generation. Yes. I think my kid would be first generation, but I'm still yeah, your kid having would be first generation. Kid, so. so how was it? Yeah. So, so the same question then. Does does that make you feel a sense of? I mean, obviously, it, it is a pusher for you. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's what caused me to have discipline. It's what caused me to have a drive. It's what caused me to you know, really realized what I wanted. And I had to really kind of push against a lot of family programming because if it was my parents, they wanted me to be married to some sheep herder in Romania or, or be like married <laughs> to some dentist in Ohio and have three point freaking kids and now be divorced twice already. And I'm not right. saying I'm putting anything negative on people that are going through divorces. God bless them for moving forward what they want. But I just knew as an early child since seeing Star Wars and coming from like breadlines and no cartoons and no movies to seeing a American grocery stores and my first movie, which was Star Wars, which is cemented wow. my future there going, weren't yes. I'll be in that little box. And my dad was like, you're not going to be anything. You're going to be a, an engineer. I'm like, yeah, watch me. <laughs> and I guess having that spirit of having that willful spirit and stubbornness since I was a child. And, you know, I went to an right. engineering school and I played the game like, oh, I'll be an engineer. Not, nah, I studied business and marketing. And then I traveled <laughs> around the world and lived in England and Australia. And I came back and, you know, ended up going work and I, how can I live in LA before I graduate? And I, you know, right. if you're strong of will and you know what you want and you're strong enough to go against all the programming on the planet, which takes fucking balls on this planet right now and right. in any country you live in really. And you have that spark and you don't let it go. I think you'll be okay. And as long as you don't get mm. sideswiped along the way, with drugs and alcohol and all the dark side stuff that wants to keep you down. Mm. If you're strong enough to go, no, this is what I want to do. And if I got to get there, I got to have a clean head and I got to have a sober, I got to see where the hell all the bullshit's coming from me. And if I'm dumbed down with drugs and alcohol, I can't see shit. I can't even dance. And I love to dance. Watching me dance right. drunk is, it will go viral <laughs> because it's so bad. And you know, I realize, I think some people in life end up, you know, at some point learn that or wise up to it. And I think as a kid, the way this country empowered me and the way it, it just, it, it impact on me to become successful as in what I want to do was just so powerful because of the freedom it gave you. I took the reins of it and I haven't let go. And I think that's yeah. what immigrants do when they come here. They see the power and the potential of what you can do because back in the old country, holy shit, you have yeah. no idea how right. people are stuck in really old ways of programming because this country's new. So it's not as right. old as Europe and some of the older places like the Middle East and whatnot. And, a newer country with newer ideas and hopes, even though there's bullshit happening here with the people, you can bust free more instead of when you're listening to grandma talk and like, well, back in my day and blah, blah, blah. If you're stuck <laughs> in the energy there, it's harder to right. get out of it than being here, you know, and being right. in America where there's still the whole following your dream and following your heart. What you want to do is still alive and well, and people are fighting to keep that alive, which is why I love Americans and I love the country. And I'm sorry. I don't right. care if, you know, people are coming here and complaining. If you complain, Mark's going to get your ass and go back to where he came from because I'm tired of all the bullshit from people going, well, I don't like it here. I'm like, well, then go. It's freedom. Get on a plane and get your ass back where the hell you came from and complain over there because I'd rather be here and deal with the bullshit of this country, whatever the higher-ups that are idiots doing anyway, than being in Europe where there's the morons are even more bigger and more racist and more stubborn and more, oh, it's just, People well, you came from a comment. You came from a very, no. you came from a very contrarian background. I mean, Romania oh, during the communist era. Yeah, yeah, that's that's different. Makes, now, let me ask you a Trump question. And other presidents look like you yeah. know they're just fluffy and happy compared to the communism <laughs> I went through. I mean, right. I'm sorry. You guys have no idea. <laughs> you well, how does that make you? How does that? How does that give you into your into your when you're maybe choreographing a scene or working with a group that doesn't quite have the same energy and fluff that you have, the same kind of drive that you have. Where, where, does, where does that patience come from at that moment to just kind of allow you to sit back and allow people to just be who they are, which is most likely going to be, you know, half the pace that you are? Well, the thing is you have to learn how to work with people and work with their temperaments and really read energy well when it comes to people and what they're about. And being on right. set and being doing stunts and hit, hitting the ground so many times, it knocks your ego out, really, literally. The point mm -hmm. where I don't have an ego mm -hmm. anymore. I just have a sense of right. working together and how can we make this scene the best scene possible. Whether I'm, a, I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I'm an actor today, whether I'm a stunt actor or whether I'm writing or producing my own stuff, you know, when you really step behind the scenes and you write and produce and create your own content, then you have a better idea of who you want to cast or how you want to act out the scene or, you know, or, you know, better like what casting wants or the director wants. So I think the trick to any job you have is 
learning as many skills as you have and knowledge and be a good people person and knowing how to work with everybody's mm. stuff they come into work with because, you know, it's right. life. People come to work with, like, divorces and my kid is sick and someone died today and I almost got run over on the way here. And, you know, right. to come to set with the big old – for me, working on sets like camp, it's like getting paid to be a camp with some pretty fun people, you know, <laughs> right, and getting right. to play – play in an industry where you make believe and you you pretend today you're a pirate i mean this is in the last month i was you know a witch i was a firefighter i was a, a terrorist and i was like fuck i love my job because i get to play <laughs> these cool characters all the time so when halloween comes around i'm like i just want to be myself in a nice dress i don't want to be anything right. all year round right. and then this amazing thousand dollar costumes and so you right. learn how to be with people how to how to manage everyone's differences. You learn how to come together and appreciate the job that you're working because every day that you get to work is another day of like, wow, making money and something I worked so hard for. Why would I want to fuck it up now? I'm just want to try right. better connections and make better, better friendships and have people rely that, you know, that they can trust on me and I'll be here and I'll be professional, low maintenance and, you know, do a good job and, you know, just be what they want me to be. That helps tell the story. It's all about telling the story and being and having a team together to do it. I'm being a team. Now, let me, oh, yeah. now, going back a little further, you, your, your father wanted you to be an engineer. He's one of the reasons why you went to Michigan, right? You, you wanted to be an engineer. Yeah. You, went, you went to school for that. Now, how did you feel once you told him that you wanted to be an actress or an actor? Oh, um, well, I've always told him that. I remember they told me okay. when I was 18, I'm like, well, you have two choices. I was like, listen, I want to go to the New York School of Dramatic Arts. So, like, yeah, good luck with that. You're going to GMI Engineering and Management Institute, and you're going to be an engineer. And I was like, Really? Okay. So this is how funny life is. This is when you take lemons, you make lemonade. So I went to, I grew up right. in Ohio. I went to school in Michigan in Flint. It was called okay. GMI Engineering and Management. So then it turned to Kettering. They had a business and a marketing program. So the first couple months I tried engineering and I switched. I'm like, listen, I'll go to this dumb school. Actually, not dumb right. school. You have to be like a super nerd to get in. I don't know how the hell I got in. Luckily, I got 4.0 <laughs> my last two years of school. Because it's all right. engineers and future CEOs and rocket scientists and leaders of, like, Fortune 500 companies. Mm. So I was like, fine, I'll go to the school. I got in. And it was a co-op program. So three months school, three months work. And it was based – that all incorporated for you to, do, you know, graduate five years later. So I went – you know, I ended up taking up business and management marketing. I was like, I'm going to switch to business management because it's always going to come in handy. You know, and I've always had a goal to be out west, to be in the entertainment industry. Well, the entertainment industry is mm. a business. You have to know right. how to figure your way – you know, out in all the realms of this whole industry. And ironically, after I studied abroad my sophomore year, I came back and U of M was having stage combat classes for their uh, Michigan Renaissance Festival. And the Renaissance Festival is out there huge. It's like 20 stages. It's like live stunts. It's like fired, whatever you want to call it. That's a big freaking deal to get on a Mm. show. And while I had 23 credits at, at Kettering, I ended up going to U of M, driving an hour, you know, each way, like, three times a week for three hours for three days of stage combat and stunt classes. So I picked up sword fighting out there and I picked up dialect classes and I ended up getting part of the cast. And so on top of my 23 workload, you know, 23 credit workload at GMI, I right. went for nine hours a week of sword training. And stunt That's crazy. Training. Wow. So I'm going to tell you right, I'm gonna tell you right now. I, one sec. One sec. I want everybody, I want my audience to understand that, that she is saying she took 23 units. 23 units is, is not only a full board, but it's full board and overtime at school. And then nine hours of sword play. That's so long. That's school. so much work. Wow. Well, I just was motivated to learn combat because I knew one day I didn't think stunt people existed when I was young. I thought actors did their own stunts, so I always I was wanted to do movies where I would do my own sword fighting, do my own fighting. I thought you uh. had to train as an actor to do all that, <laughs> and I didn't think some people existed. Even when I came out here and for six years of working as an actor and trained as an actor, and then I kept up with my sword play out here, and then I started taking martial arts out here and gymnastics and wushu and taekwondo, mm. and my first martial art was Muay Thai. I just thought like if I want to be the next female action heroine to empower people, I need to know what the fuck I'm doing on camera. Because in my right. weird little warped mind, I figured all actors were badass martial artists and badass horse people and badass horse right. people. And so like, I got to learn a lot. I'm not behind. <laughs> <laughs> I just plugged away out here. Yeah. And then I remember I was on Charmed standing in because I was, I learned from standing in and doing extra work and while, mm. you know, fighting like I, I, I was sitting with a girlfriend of mine who just had a, like a rich, a rich boyfriend buy her a four thousand dollars Chanel purse, 
And I sat down and wow. I had two dollars and fifty cents left in my account. I could even I could barely afford Starbucks coffee. And I looked at a right. two thousand person in a nice outfit and I'm like, <laughs> I'm there struggling, working five jobs, trying to pay for my acting classes, trying to pay for my Muay Thai classes, trying to pay for my classes in Burbank of like sword fighting and and I was going, oh, my right. God, what am I doing? And she's here, but she was so unhappy because she sold out. Right. Because she wanted to. Right. Because it's too hard to be an L.A. as a woman. I just can't. Get, I'm like, shut the fuck up. If I can work four <laughs> freaking jobs and pay and pay, you know, yeah, I've been at the time, but it helped work to my favor because I can eat anything fancy because I can afford it, you know? Right. And you can sit there and you can work a couple jobs and you're unhappy living with the being living like Stepford, whatever girlfriend to this right. guy who just uses you for your looks and i remember that was just such a vivid that day you know you're when you're in present time that's what memories are created from when you're just sitting there and you have no filters and no bullshit in your space and you're in that moment right. where you're like wow look at my life right now where am i doing what what where, where, where do i need to go that's when those memories are vivid because you know then that's something you're processing at that time i remember being at that coffee bean in hollywood looking at it going holy shit Yet here am I, 15 years later, and look at all my credits, all my hard work, and she has done even a millimeter of what I've done because I chose the long, hard road of doing it on my own and nobody paying my way for me. Now, if people came along and wanted to help me out, tell me, yeah, I'd be like, yes, thank you for the help. I don't expect it from people. I've just always known that if I want to do anything, I have to achieve it on my own with hard work, and that's just the American way. And that was in my little immigrant brain that kept, you know, <laughs> a little – a little thing that always been there. And it's funny because right. I'm older now and jobs are coming in easier, but I still have to, you know, when my Hustle. job coming in, do I, I submit every day for acting and for stunts and for a new agent right. and for a rep in Atlanta or what's going on there and trying to get work in the UK because I have a dual sit. It's like trying to think of everything you can to keep the work coming in because this is what I want to do. Right. And my parents never really, you know, supported this until my dad started dying of Parkinson's when I was 28 then he finally ah. told me he loved me. He's proud of me. He never told me he was proud of me or anytime. He, I, I went against everyone's wishes and everyone. I was a rebellious older daughter. But luckily, <laughs> ironically, my brother was younger, and he ended up having three kids with three different people. And here am I in my you know late thirties, early forties. I have no kids, and I'm happy as hell. No marriages because I just knew <laughs> it wasn't going to work out. Those guys, God bless them. And right. I'm doing a job I love, and everybody else is miserable because they went with what their family programming told them they had to do. Right. And now everyone's getting divorced. And I wonder why. Because right. you knew that was not going to work out. You knew. And it's like they don't listen to their higher self. They listen to the projection of everybody else. And that's less than I had learned on my own with other stuff, too, that had nothing she, to do with kids and marriages. Just people try to take me off my path because they don't – they just want me to be miserable and like them and lazy. And I'm like, listen, I'm not going to be miserable right. and lazy. If you want to be miserable, I'm happy for you. That's great. Do what you want to do. But don't come here and parade on – poop on my parade because – I'm busting my ass. You should be motivated and inspired. Right. When I meet a person that's more successful than me or has more happiness, I'm like, that motivates me, knowing I can be as successful as them or as, as happy because I work my ass off. I, they empower me. They don't make me want to poop on them. So I think <laughs> it's just everyone's maturity and involvement and common sense of their higher self and not letting right. these little meat sacks distract them because these bodies – are hard. It's hard being a human sometimes, right. especially right now with this whole sure. mass uprising of a mass consciousness of evolution is happening. People are picking either two paths, light or dark. There's no gray zoning. There's no like status quo. Like, oh, I don't know who I'm going to be today. No, no. You pick, you got to make a decision and it's either for your highest or for your lowest. That's what you got to do. And that's what's happening well, with everyone on the planet. Let's go back and a little I'm bit. I'm trying to help so people, you know. Yeah, well, you you know you you've got a lot of drive. Let me let me ask you a little bit about your father. You said your father was died of was dying of Parkinson's, and that's when he then yeah. when he accepted you when when you were twenty eight years old. How, how did that? Yeah, feel? I was twenty eight. Well, I mean, that did that give you the drive in the upwell? Well, I have a funnier story to add to that. When I was thirty one, okay. the year that he actually within months that he died, I found out my biological father was dying too, and said he's sorry and he loved me. I found out through my agent because my half siblings wow. who I never knew that I had were contacting my agent saying my dad that or my biological father was on my deathbed, and apparently wow. I never was told I was adopted by my dad. So when I was thirty one, I found out okay. within two months apart, my biological father died in May, and my dad that raised me, his lungs collapsed in June, and he died in August. Whoa! So I lost two dads within three months, and I find out I was adopted, and I find out I had two two uh, half sisters I never met, 
Um, and so I remember that year I asked my mom what was going on and she told me, yeah, this is, you know, I had to divorce your Bajic side because he was an asshole and he tried to push me down the stairs. Well, and he's, when he found out you're, you're pregnant or out when she was pregnant with me, he was so mad that he knew I was coming into the world. He threw my mom down the stairs in Romania when I was five, she was five months pregnant just to abort me. And I was like, good luck, wow. motherfucker. That takes a lot more than that. <laughs> so yeah, this is a childhood I've had. Plus I was. I, I found out I was raped by my father and I was sexually molested by the dad that raised me, but I told him to know. I told him to stop and he did. So encompassing mm. all that, you know, wow. what I want to do is get this business, be on the show, get a series regular where I get to empower people. And I want people sure. to know who I am because I want to create a movement of spiritual warriors out there and to show people, hey, I was raped as a kid. I was bullied. I was told I was foreign, like, go back to Russia, you, you, you commie girl, what are you doing in Ohio? All this shit mm. that's happening to me. And I'm still standing. I'm not throwing myself off a balcony, although I had thoughts about that when my brother died of a drug suicide last year, and his wife died of a drug suicide, and so did my cousin. So I lost, I lost wow. three family members in a year last year. That was so, fun so to deal with that. So your, 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 your father who adopted you, your, your, your biological father, your, your brother, and then his wife. And my cousin. And I don't have much family left. Cousin. All I have left is a cousin. Wow. All I have left is my mom, my grandma, and uh, like my cousin. And I guess my brother's okay. kids, who really are like my half-brother's kids. I don't know. So I right. want to be on the show. I want people to know who I am, not because I'm trying to be famous. And trust me, I'm not trying to be all that crap. I just want to empower people and empower women, empower men to know that, hey, shit happens. We all have our pity stories, but if you empower yourself and you realize who you are and you forget all and you forgive people and bring in compassion for these idiots walking around that still are as, as evolved as we are, we can mm. find a way together to rise above all the bullshit. And that's what I'm always, I, you know, I, I, I created my comic book franchise, Omega One. I created a how-to sword fighting video. Right. I created Mad Maxine. I just created my own comedy pilot called What About Walda? I'm trying to get projects out there to empower people and to realize how amazing everyone is, no matter how dark right. and fucked up you are. It doesn't matter because we're all fucked right. up in many ways. The minute you come out of vagina, you are not perfect. You got to work <laughs> on yourself your whole entire life. You have got to figure out what you want to do and what path you want to be on. And you have to battle against all the bullshit that the dark, the dark side trying to take you out. I mean, George Lucas, Star Wars had it right. You got to rise above the dark. Dark side will fight oh, shenanigans. But it's up to your spirit and how much your spirit's in your body that controls the little meat sacks. You make, you know, you make better decisions. So every day you can process energy to get the next day of processing the next level of what you want to do. And I'm right. trying to do that, but nobody knows who the fuck I am. Nobody knows who I am. I'm not going to put out this message of empowerment. And I can't stand the Kardashians or idiots like those who just put out, oh, hey, today I'm going to post something about Botox. Okay, are you empowering people? No, you're not. You're ridiculous. Shut the hell up and go away. I want people like me to rise up and to empower people, you know, on a level where they are making better choices and they're realizing happiness is a choice. And I don't mm. know how to do that unless people don't know who I am. Mm. That's what I want to do. That's, I feel, my – but with the industry and being on a show where they see me sword fighting or acting or anything, I love comedy. I like making people laugh. So I want to – I would love to get on a project that's sci-fi or something like Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones right. or like a sci-fi show where I can show mm -hmm. my comedic ability to that weird, quirky, silly side. I'm a giant fucking nerd. I've always been a nerd. I will be a nerd the day I die. I don't care. I don't care if I put on a nice, sexy dress and I have a <laughs> vagina. I'm a nerd. There you go. Like it or leave it. Don't give a fuck what you think. Being 41, trust me, I am done with the bullshit. I'm done with trying to please people. This is who I am. If you don't like it, unfollow me or go live in a corner. I don't know. But I want to empower people on levels for they to, you know, realize how amazing each and everyone is and to right. remind people to hang in there because some days are worse than others, but some days are pretty amazing. And if you're still living and breathing and getting up every day, you're doing something right. Well, you know, you don't have you, know, you don't have you don't have a shortage of projects and you don't have a shortage of, uh, of things to do. Let me ask you a question. How were there any major um, mentors in your life, female or male, that pushed you along and, and really guided you along? Or was it was it you on your own for a majority of your time? It was me on my own. I mean, I love amazing filmmakers, um, female or male, you know, their movies and the right. way they write and create projects. Have but nobody to talk me. to, like no, no teachers, no, nobody specific that was in your life to like just guide you along or push you or tell you how well, great I have you an are. Amazing, well, I've, only, I've been doing meditation the last five years and it's visualization meditation. And this is where I've gotten a lot mm. of my empowerment, a lot of my happiness. When you realize all the crap in your space is not your energy that makes you think you are. 
I guess right. my, you know, my visualization med- 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 meditation teacher really helped me understand because she had to go through some dark times to help people on their path as well. So I, I, don't, hmm. I mean, Jeff, I guess she's a mentor because I'm still participating and meditating and, and working on myself, which I always will be once I found these tools are amazing. And, you know, when, when you right. program your, your, yourself and your mind and you clear your head for real, like you really get out of the matrix. Because a lot of people are stuck in the matrix. They don't even know it. They think they're out, but they're not really. Trust me. Mm. I talk to them. I know the ones that are out and the ones that are still believing the bullshit and playing with the bullshit. I mean, you can play the game, but you don't have to be in the game. You know what I mean? Right. Like the industry is a giant game, a giant game of insecurities, ego, and crap. A lot of times people respond to people that are genuine and authentic. It's being your genuine, authentic self with people on a truth level that gets through all the crap that they think is them. Mm. And it's not them. Mm. So really, it's been my meditation that I've learned has been my biggest mentor, myself. I'm learning how to call back my energy and to realize who I am because my energy has been missing, stuck in my family, trying to heal and fix this person, try to fix that person. You know what? I've learned you can only drop seeds and walk away. If you try to fix or heal somebody, they're going to kick and they're going to resist because they need to learn lesson on their own. There's only right. so much you can help before they take oh, you down. They'll pull you, down with, they'll pull you into the ocean with oh. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my brother. That was my brother and his, you know rage against life and how everything was everybody else's fault but his and i learned a big lesson trying to fix and heal him for 30 years i'm like i'm done i'm done i don't right. care if we're blood blood it doesn't mean you have access to treat me like shit just because you're my brother or sister family hell no the family i love right. are the ones i created out here on my own you know not right. the ones that gave birth to me sorry i love my mom but she still has a lot of growing up to do and she's my mom <laughs> everyone has. doesn't matter who the parent is your parents can be more right. fucked up than you are because they haven't learned shit in 30 years because they're doing drugs and alcohol. Good luck with that. You're going to yeah. end up leaving the body more fucked up than when you came in. So yeah. I have a lot of high-level wisdom and info, and I can't share with people unless they don't know who I am. And I share right. with my closest friends and people who come to me on set or whoever. I try to enlighten someone's life. I try to bring, you know, bring them happiness and remind them how amazing they are. Every time I meet somebody who comes to me with an issue – I help them because I like planting seeds. And sometimes those seeds take years to grow. And that's fine because everyone grows on their own way, in their own, on their own path and, and at the rate they want to grow. You can't force someone to jump from fifth grade to ninth grade in the evolution process. They are going to fuck and kick and, and it's a waste of your energy. So all I can do is drop seeds, drop the information, and then they can pick it up when they're ready, just like I was ready to pick it up when I was ready. It's right. kind of a – paying it forward, helping people, but a neutral kind of way to where you don't get the energy attack backlash because whatever dark well, me, space, you're not, not going to want you to shed light on that. Well, that's for sure. No. Um, but tell me, what do you want to see? What do you, what do you want to see different in the stunt industry, especially with your upbeat attitude and with your, with your new formulation? What do you want to see new in, in this, in the realm in which you, you joined? I think more parts for women in their thirties and forties, because let's get, I mean, when I was 23, I, I had a lot that a knowledge I had, but not as much as I have now. And I think the parts mm. for women in 30s and 40s should be bigger and should be more, they're more meaty. And there, there should be more women for opportunities in the 30s and 40s to run their own, you know, business, to have their own production company, to be more in the realm of having men respect them for their intuition, for their knowledge, their wisdom. Because the way a female sees things, the way they're different is the age when they went, a male sees things. It's just different. Right. If men and women learn how to combine forces and in a positive way, I think it's gonna be gonna break any glass ceiling or any ceiling that there exists. But just for right. women in thirties and forties, the whole backlash is like, Oh, you're too old for that. I'm like, Hell no, I'm not too old. Try to get a twenty three year old to think like a four year old. Good luck with that. You write that Good part, luck with that. they're gonna suck. Good luck with that because I've been there and I know. And there has to you know, the shows for the kids for the people in the twenties, I understand. But there's gotta be well written Women, I want to, my goal is to write about women throughout time that have kicked ass nobody knows about. And that's what mm. I'm doing right now is nice. women that were back in the day broke the glass ceiling when they were told to just be in their little hut and, you know, like dish out five kids and cook me my meal of boar. No way. There, I want those stories, <laughs> those biopic stories of women throughout time that were just as strong as the men because they pushed. I think, I mean, it's hard enough. I know now it's the ceiling is breaking, the movement is happening. People are, men are respecting more. On, I know when I walk on set, I'm respected more as a woman than I was 10 years ago. And that's a big mm. change because I remember 15 years ago, every producer, some directors, and try to get in my pants. And I'm like, no, I'm here trying to pay my bills, dude. Like, you want women <laughs> to like 
you complain about taking on a woman and you're paying her stuff, yet you are now hitting on a woman, not allowing her to do her job so she can pay her own bills. What kind of fucked up dynamic was that? For oh, what a weirdo. How many years? Yeah. I know. That. Like, men, <laughs> no. Women have to pay bills. You want to be independent? Stop making us stop paying. Like, you know, you know what I'm trying to say is stop the manipulation of trying right. to get a woman under your arm just saying, oh, I'll pay for everything, baby. And I'm like, yeah, it's nice when a guy takes care of you like that in a way, but don't put hmm. that projection on women that are being more independent and then take away the opportunity of being a job because you're mad that they won't sleep with you. Shut up. Grow up. <laughs> well, I mean, what, what, what gave you, you – know? I mean, you're, you're, not, you're not hard on the – I want to say this very casual. You're not hard on the eyes. What, what, what gave you the ability – I mean, other than this, your unbounced strength, because you are literally a, a Olympic sled. Once you start going, you are going. You are hell, hella strong. But, but let me ask you a question. What, what, kept, what kept the guys at bay with you um, when, when it wouldn't with other women? Was it just, just the presence that you had? Was it just an attitude that you came on set with? What was it like? What do you mean, like as far as relationships or people that would try to? No, 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 no. On a professional atmosphere, per professional, just purely professional. What kept the people at bay? Of knowing that, I don't know. I mean, I'm I kind of like to make jokes and like distract men with laughter and comedy. That way, they don't know what the hell happened. But also, that I'm not really a victim, even though. I grew up right. with victim energy from my dad to try to do what they try to do. I never took right. that on as my, my coat of honor. I said, fuck that. I'm stronger than all right. that bullshit they try mm. to pull. I'm just coming from a sword background, a martial arts background. You right. Men kind of know that you're not the girl to mess with. Like they can maybe right. cross the line a little bit, but I put them in their place every time. And maybe that's why it's taken me 20 years to get anywhere because I didn't sleep around or put up with their shit. I respect right. them for who they are and their, and their position. I respected them as a director, producer, or whatever, but I never went there because I knew it, it was going to be disre- – I'd be disrespected. And for me, I don't care if you like me. All I care is if you respect me. I'm not here to sugarcoat you, and I will give compliments, and I'm kind to people, but I'm not going to sit here and kiss your ass. And I think men hmm. ended up respecting me more knowing that they can hire me, knowing I'll do a great job for them, make them look good, than knowing they'll sleep with me. So I found a hmm. way to – it's a business sense. It was a it was the energy that I put out there going, I'm not a victim. I'm not going to play a game. But if you hire me, I'm going to do a kick-ass job, and you're going to love me by the right. end of the day. And we're going to laugh right. at the same time too. So it was a sense of knowing my value, my worth, and not letting myself belittle myself by lowering myself just to sleep with these guys to get jobs. Because all the girls I know that did didn't get very far, i tell you that right now. And I heard it from the mouth. So – for me, right. I took that route and the long road of like getting somewhere where it's on my own merits, you know, and <laughs> I feel like now more women are allowed to be there, are getting more jobs because of their talent, their skill and how hard they work. That's because they have a sexy ass or a nice pair of tits. Sorry, that is gone. <laughs> women are more respected well, now. Now that... Thank God, because it's been, I'll tell you, my first years of being out here, I was so discouraged because going, I came really? out here, I sacrificed being away from my family, being away from all these people to have some coordinator who's on a set flirt with me while his wife's 20 feet away and I have to go inside a building now and explode. Are you kidding Crazy. me? That's where I was. So like, he's flirting with me and his wife's right there who I finally gained the respect of and I have to go into a building. Wow. I was like, wow. And your wife's right there. Like just the audacity. <laughs> I remember one guy was telling me we're on location in the desert. This was like two years ago. I was like, mm. oh wow, the desert place. Like, hey, yeah, you want to go out there and fool around and do some stuff? Right before I was going to get a car and do a car. What? Thing. Yeah. And I'm not working <laughs> for anymore. Fuck that. No way. That Are you kidding me? Well, now, yeah. And I was like, he tried to like get me to go to the, out the desert and have sex with me. Well, I'm like, we're at base camp looking at the, the, he just ruined my whole sunset like that I was wow. enjoying at the time. You know, I, I, I don't, I, like, wow. I really don't know what, what, what befalls a human being to have such an attitude as to say that to another human being on, on a professional set. You know, I, I met you several times um, at, at different events and I met you at the tours awards as well. It was the first time I ever saw a, a woman walk up to a, a coordinator and say, would you mind if we gave you a call off time, off schedule? And he goes, only if it's professional. And I thought to myself, this is the only atmosphere in the world that I've ever heard that happen before, ever. Because in, in any acting situation, it, it would be a priority that this would only be professional, right. or at least it, it would sway in that direction. But since, right. since stunt work seems so physical, it seemed like people were at bay to say what they wanted when they wanted to say it. Do you find it to be the same? Um, I think things are changing now. I don't know. If that's, okay. I mean, it is. It's, it, things are with the whole Me Too movement. It's helped everybody, every woman, every Good. you know career 
especially the industry. So I've seen more men be on their P's and Q's on set. I mean, I like to joke Good. around too about anything. So I've never been, I've always been the kind of girl that joke around about everything, but there always, there's a line that, you know, right. I think a lot of men don't want to cross anymore because they're a little afraid of like, you know, well, Hey, cause before that line was gone. And now actually there is a line, which is great. You mean, you, no, you mean no, no more sand sex jokes. You mean I can't do those anymore. <laughs> well, it's That's not the cra- same. We've, the funny thing is, there's a line difference between joking around about sex and joking than having a guy hit on me just the way I said. Right. That's different. That's insane. People still joke around. I mean, people are men, women on set. I hear people joke around, but I, it's you know, sometimes it needs to be balanced. It needs that, that like the pendulum needs to swing before it comes right. back and it's in, in the middle again. So people are still joking around about sex, and nobody's. There's no more kind of. People are being more respectful towards women, so when we can joke around, we can still joke around all the sexy fun stuff. But then the derogatory, like super, you know, what I'm talking about that kind of crap needs to stop sure. because that's yeah. what women have been trying to get men to do. Just to, like, well, let me ask, let me ask you a question. Now, now that the Oscars are starting to get into it, and, and I have zero doubt that stunt work and Oscar and, and the Oscars are going to meld together, and they're, we're definitely going to get Oscars for stunt for stunt actors and actresses. Uh, let me ask you a question. I hope so. do, do, no, I, I have zero doubt. I have zero doubt. Do, do you feel like it's almost mandatory for us to clean up house before we get to that place? What do you mean mandatory? Like clean up what? I'm like sorry. clean up house, like oh. like everybody behaves and everybody gets their, gets up in their P's and Q's like you were just mentioning. Do you think it's, it's, well, it's already very – it's, yeah. it's already happening currently. And I think – I don't know what happened years ago with the whole Oscar thing. I, this, I wasn't around, so I don't know. But I right. think – you know, it's there's some bug there that's up someone's ass over there, not letting the stump, you know, community have, you know, their respected, you know, in, uh, awareness of the work. Sure, I'm people die on stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I trust me, I did a job this year where I fell on my neck. I ended up doing the stunt seven, wow. seventeen more times to get it right, and I fell on my neck, and I should have been gone. Really? That was one job this year. Yeah, and I, wow. so I was like, okay, and that, as a stunt person, that's your job, is to sit there right. and get the shot. Well, I said so the director didn't know what he wanted anyway, but, it, you know, I'm sitting there, and you have to work with people's crap they throw at you. It's a business. There's corporations right. where people are getting fired for no reason because they took someone's pencil. You know, that's not right. the reason they got fired. Come on, right. let's be honest here. And I think with the whole stunt getting awareness with that, I'd really hope that you know more celebrities are speaking out. They did a whole movie called Second Unit Action Stars right. with Keanu Reeves and James Cameron. I'm really glad they're bringing awareness to this whole community that is literally making all these actors look great. And you know when I'm on set and I'm you know I'm doing that, it's great. At the same time, I love playing roles where I get to do both because then I get to show my face. And right. even though I love doubling, and I love that that's fun for me. I love because I'm also a writer and a creator and a producer. Her, I love it. I, and I'm, an, I'm an actor right. as well, and I love showing my energy through whatever I'm wearing as that character. So that's why I've been booking more action acting and stunt acting roles, just because I have a big acting background. Um, mm. And when you double someone, you're you're acting, you're mimicking the actress. You have to walk like them, you have to act like them until you get into the action scene, which makes the editing and the movement more streamlined. For the you're telling the story better when you're acting like the actor you're doubling. Hello, right? Common sense. Oh, really this is the very reason it. why actors want to do their own stunts because they want to make it more believable. But the right, thing exactly. about a stunt person, you're right, a stunt person is making it extremely believable uh, because they're doing the actual movement. I I, I don't really yeah. see why the person who's acting like Darth Vader wouldn't get an Oscar as well as the person who did the voice for it. That does make a lot well, of sense with, to me. You know, Andy Serkis and look what Andy Serkis has right. gotten. He should have gotten an award for that. That was amazing. Or Doug Jones and, and Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, look at that no, mocap. No, I mean, I mean you, yeah. there's, no, there's nobody who didn't believe that he wasn't Caesar. Nobody, nobody really gave a third thought after the first 45 minutes. Why you wouldn't give that person an Oscar is beyond my comprehension. Because we're stuck in old programming of the 1950s and 30s. That's why they're not doing that. But now right. that's changing. Right. Because you realize yeah. mocap is a huge feature. All Avatar is the next, you know, two, three Avatar is all mocap. 
most of right. it is in motion capture technology that Cameron is, you know, putting out there, which is amazing. So he's going to help me probably burst that bubble of mocap actors getting their recognition because I worked on over 15 video games. And if yep. I had any, even like 10% of the residuals they would give us, I would have had three houses by now, but I didn't. Because oh, you worked on my, fa- you worked on one of my favorite games, Mass Effect 2. I mean, those, those residuals would have been gigantic from Bioware. Oh, that would have been so nice. Even like, 20% of residuals would have been nice because I'm going to pay off my two loans that I still have. I mean, video wow. game actors like me that do mocap aren't getting respect either. So that's changing too. It's, mm. you know, to break out of old ways that have been around, you know, granted, like the old ways aren't 5,000 years of movie making. It's only like 100-ish, coming up on a 100-year right. anniversary, I think, coming up. But it's just the people that are behind the buttons are behind the curtains of like saying this is, you know, they have to either retire or wake up because you got to let people be recognized for their work, whether they're mocap suit, whether they're in a harness, whether they're on a wire, whether they're fighting with the wig on, whether they're doing stunt acting, which I've done a lot of stunt shows where I, I have to do both at the same time, memorize my lines and get jerked around and, and be okay with it in case I was working on Kingdom. Was it Kingdom? Man, oh, I forgot. I think I worked on both shows. Anyway, I was working on an episode <laughs> where I get beat up at a food truck. I'm at a food truck. I say my two lines, and the actress has to take my head and smash it into a knee over and over again. I showed her three right. times. Put it, put it to the right, not the left. What did she do on the first take? Smashed my face right. right into my fucking knee. Into her knee. And i sitting there. Oh, the, the fun is not over yet. And then I say my two lines. She smashes my face in her knee, almost breaks my nose. I, I'm on the ground, and one of the extras decides to be an extra and do his thing, which I totally get. He steps on my hair, rips it out as I'm being pulled out. I hear their hair rip from my freaking head while my wow. nose is throbbing. And like, wow, that was great cut. And their corner is like, you okay? I'm like, look at my hair on the ground. He's like, holy shit. The actor's like, I'm really sorry. I felt your face smash in my – I'm like, give me a minute. I go to the corner. <laughs> we're outside. I sit there and I breathe. I'm like, oh, calm right. down, calm down. What pissed me off more was not the actor smashing my face and turning, which I expected because a lot of them don't know what the hell they're doing, honestly. It right. was the extra that stepped with my hair and pulled out a whole <laughs> inch of head of hair, which Jeez. is like three feet long. And I'm sitting wow. there like, oh, and the extra fell bad. I'm like, listen, I went to him like, accidents happen. This is why we hire stunt actors who will sit there and not throw a fit and call for medics. What I should do all this shit, but I'm not going to go into because you hired me for my professional attitude, my low maintenance, and my professional attitude, really. And they're like, wow, that's amazing. Can we do it again? I'm like, yep, do it again. And, of course, the next couple takes, she put her knee in the right area. The extra didn't step on my hair. But I <laughs> handle it like a pro because that's how I am trained, and, and I want to be hired back again, you know? And it's right. all accidents. You have to, like – understand that shit will happen but i've been on sets where i've doubled actresses and the director was like are you an actor i'm like hell yeah i am he's like okay you want to work on the next film because she's a pain in the ass and i can't work with her anymore you know that'd be great like you see what i can do and you know it's been like that with a couple times and right. sometimes i've doubled the most amazing actresses and they're they're so sweet and they're so, I'm so happy for they're going their career and it motivates me. And there's some I'm like, I don't even know why you're still working. Because with that attitude and nobody knows who you are, how are you still working? Because I have to watch my P's and Q's and I have to be on my A game wherever I go. Right. <laughs> so I, don't right. Know, I, I didn't grow up with nepotism. I didn't have a daddy or a mom in the business. I came out here on sleeping on someone's couch in Torrance when I was 22. I started working mm-hmm. at Sony Pictures. I quit Sony Pictures because they're trying to get me to like stay and throw 401ks at me in the home entertainment department as an assistant. I'm like, hell no. Right. And I quit Sony. I quit my cushy job. My car got repoed because I couldn't before wow. the payment. I had to be on set on Firefly as a featured role in a dress that they only fit me for. And luckily the AD picked me up because that morning my car got repoed. And I'm right here in this story. Because I recently worked on The Rookie last month. I'm going to be actually right. on the opening season episode of The Rookie coming up. I'm playing a female terrorist. I had a whole role. They did this whole like, scene that was all me, and I came up with this gun shooting, and I'm like, slow-mo. I even had a stand, and I was like, I have a freaking stand in this room. So it was so great to like be featured as this you know, badass female terrorist where her cell got blown. I'm, actually, I can't say anything else. I'm not going to say You play, you anyway, play Karen Lynx. Yes, Karen Lynch. Right. I'm playing this awesome character on the opening season of The Rookie. And it's so great to come out there nice. going, wow, I'm going to see my face. I get to sh- do some emotion, like play a character I've never played before. So it's kind of cool to, you know. That's wonderful. Just 
have roles like that and then, you know, more leads to more roles, they can show that women can actually do both. And men can do both all the time, but now it's time for women to be given the, the respect right. of action roles because there are some amazing female action, you know, hero, heroes throughout time that nobody knows about. And that's one of the reasons I want to start my production company to create roles like that, but in the action realm or the sci-fi realm, you know, which I'm Do you want to direct as well? Like, so. I mean, I, I saw you in Orville. <laughs> Your face was in Orville as well, but did you did you want to do you want to direct as well as produce and write? I you're already producing and I writing, wanna, yeah. Yeah, I want to direct later on. There's some more things I need to learn, but I've always hmm. been all, ever since I was a stand-in or an extra. I would follow the cameras. I would see the way a director would line up a shot. I I know how the way my shots want to be. I've seen so many amazing films where every time I watch a film, I watch it two or three times just to study the way it was shot, especially Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings. Talk about epic filmmaking there, and all right. Spielberg and Lucas and all these amazing just directors and female directors too, you know, uh, I learn a lot by watching and being on set. That's why every time I get a job, I'm like, Oh, I just learned something new today about lighting or the EP <laughs> or what is the director doing or second year director. Right. How is he framing that action shot of that car sequence? You know, I'm really love learning how to tell a story visually because everyone learns visually more than they learn anywhere else. And they see something, they can process it. I believe that's the way how people learn and change by seeing. Well, that's why I love the art. That's what you love. What, 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 yeah. Let me ask you a question because we never really got into this at all. I mean, you 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 work so much with swords. You work so much w- with weapons. What what has how has that added into your life? I mean, I know how weapons have added into my life because I, I love the bow and I love the sword and what have you. But you got into it relatively young, and then you brought it in. You brought it into the world as well, and you use it in your professional atmosphere. How has that helped you out uh, in in acting as as far as that goes? Well, I think once you learn any weapon or you learn any martial art, you learn a discipline that's required of it, and then you have to translate mm-hmm. that discipline into acting, and or whether mm-hmm. if it's writing or creating or even learn how to write or produce. So weapons to me, I think I've had a lot of lifetimes as a warrior. <laughs> right. Easy for me to pick up. I'm going, wow, I, le- I literally learned sword fighting within two weeks. When I started, everyone's like, how the hell did you pick up to that? I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a natural talent. Like someone has a natural talent of like making a basket or sewing or building a house. I've seen some people build a house out of nothing. I'm like, oh, how did you do that? I could never build a freaking house. I'm like, I don't know, it's just natural, right. you know? I think it has to do right. our past lives of what we've done. And all that knowledge is never wasted. That's why I think no knowledge is ever wasted no matter what life you're in. If you can store that, you know, that knowledge in your higher self and your spirit, every spirit that comes and takes you I believe in reincarnation. That's why old souls exist. Mm. Hello, that's what old soul means. So right. for me, it was really, I got into action really heavy early on, but you know what I learned is the pen is mightier than the sword. So hmm. I started writing when in my early 30s. Actually, I started developing all the stuff in my late, in my mid-20s. So I always incorporated creativity with action. And I just think sometimes, because a lot of people love to, are still processing a lot of lifetimes where there are badass warriors for them to see another, to, to see fighting or to see a story be told through action they end up gravitating towards more because maybe that's what they're processing. But I also love the creativity aspect of creating a scene that has no action. And it's just the stillness of, of you being in that moment and me working on myself as an actor last five years, all, all about being still in the moment because my face will do too much sometimes. And I'm, I'm thinking of so many things I can do. And when you're just still and being in the moment and that's a vault, it's a vulnerability because beneath every weapon or every sword, every punch is a vulnerability that you don't want to see about yourself. So when I took away the fighting and the swords, I found out I had a lot of stuff I needed to process, you know, with my family and all the stuff I went through. And when that vulnerability came out of my acting, man, I was way more powerful because I know I can handle the action stuff. But when you're vulnerable as an actor and you're thinking about your dead brother, as you're doing a scene that has to do with a dead brother, talk about the way your acting changes you bring that information to life i think it was like who said if you want to become a good actor you have to live a full life you have yes. to bring every onion layer to that character and that's all about action or acting or acting as a character that's strong because i'm processing that energy but at the same time i'm bringing that vulnerability of who i am to that character right. which people identify with because not everybody can be on their a game all the time everybody is strong i have my days where i'm like i'm done with this business i want to quit i've had it and you learn how to become strong through your vulnerability of, of hanging in there. And I think people gravitate to people that are, no, are not only fighters, but are sensitive people who are still working on themselves. And that's well, let's the, creator, stay, let's, the flawed. The let's flawed let's stay on there. Be, before we go anywhere, before we leave, let, let's stay on that target right there. What, if you were talking to that little girl on the bread line or that girl who came over to, to – did you say Utah you, you, you went to? Oh, uh, I grew up in Ohio. 
and Ohio and then Michigan and you're in Michigan. What, what would you say to yourself or somebody like you who's, who felt the way that, that you did at that time but wants the career or wants the life that you have now? Is there any kind of, I, would say I them, mean, you gave us so much advice, but is there any general advice you can give them to kind of carry them through? Yes. Never give up on yourself and never stop believing in yourself, no matter who doesn't. Because mm. the more you believe in yourself or what you want to do, then you'll be in, on your highest path. Believe in what your heart and what your soul wants to do on this planet. Never give up on your path. No matter right. all, because they're going to gonna try to take you. Even your own parents, oh, you should do that. You should be as unsuccessful and lazy as I am. Blah, blah. Hell no. <laughs> Always stay true to what you want to accomplish. It's going to help people for the better. As long as it's making an impact on society in general, whatever art or gift you have, everyone has an art. Everyone is multi-talented in more ways than you like, realize. Use that and put it out there. Even if you're not getting paid for it per se, still put it out there because it's going to empower and it's going to lead by example with other people. And we're all amazing, magical, miracle, little wonders walking around, even though a lot of all us right. don't think so because we're stuck in fear or sadness or bullshit programming from people. Just know that you're full of love, compassion, and forgiveness and joy. And don't ever forget that. And as long as you keep that in mind with every day, and I know it's hard some days, but you do something that's for your highest no matter what. Every thought, every action you have is positive, even when then all the negatives coming at you because the negativity is just a test. Everything in your life that happens, you created to learn from. If you keep that in mind, as long as with just believing in yourself and believing what you want to do, as long as it's for your highest, you're going to be fine. All right. But every day is a struggle. You got to wake up and do it all over again, but every day is a gift. So it's how you look at life. It is. It has I mean, really been amazing talking to you from, from the first second that we got on the phone to, to the last second, literally it was like going into the winter games in a slide. It was, it was going at a hundred miles per hour and we ended at 105 miles per hour. <laughs> well, I slowed it down a couple minutes there. I did get more introspective and, you know, wise, whatever the wisdom I have. Well, you know, you have all these people that come on radio and they're like, what am I going to say? I don't know. I don't know if I have anything to say. I don't think Alina had any well, they shortage. All do. They, of, all do. <laughs> they all have something they to do. say. Of course yeah. they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. They just, they're stuck in fear and, and, and like their own insecurities. And that's yes. what you have to get over every day because your insecurities, I, your fear is not real. It's not real. Right. Fear is a man-made bullshit filter. God. The only thing that's right. real is if you've got a lion look. If you're in the jungle and a lion's looking at you, licking the lips, yeah, you better fucking run. That's natural <laughs> fear. That's survival fear. No, that's Get real the fear. Hell out of there. <laughs> that's genuine and, fear. <laughs> yeah. If you're on the set and some guy's being a dick to you because you're, you know, right. just there being happy and they're being a dick because you're having a shitty day, don't be afraid right. of that dick. Fuck that right. dick. Fuck it. <laughs> not your problem. No, nah, air problem. Sure. And that goes male and female because females can be dick too. Trust me. I'm not being sexist at all. <laughs> there are some women I'm like, whoa, I'd rather be around guys right now. They're much easier to understand. Some women are like, wow, what happened to you? How can I help you? Get that frown upside down kind of thing. You know, uh-huh. it's been a long time since I've met somebody who I'd love to have a steak with sometime. But you're definitely a, a, a steak type of human being to me. Thank you. I love steak. <laughs> I need protein to get moving. <laughs> You, you yeah, make well, me thank laugh. you for having me. I'm sorry I kept No, thank you for having me. No, no, no. So. No, I yeah. you know what my what my right before we leave here, we we do have one question. How can we what's the next thing we can see you in on the show? What show can we see next? What what interview can we see? What movie can we see that you're going to be in next? Well, like I said, the rookie, the season premiere, and then I'm going to be on episode I think 9 of Mayans, the firefighter, which has that cool scene with one of the Mayans um interacting. Um, there. So, and as far as movies, everything's like right now, TBD, I'm kind of in the works of, you know, putting on stuff on self tape and hopefully someone will hear us be like, Hey, maybe I should give this girl a shot and kind of, you know, maybe nice. have a big break here soon before I grow, die of boredom. Anyway, I'm not bored. I'm kidding. But it's, you know, I got little things coming out on TV and I'm creating my own projects and I'm just going to keep at it until I drop. Probably not until I'm 90, hopefully. We are waiting by the wayside. I I see you all the time on Instagram and on Facebook. I always like what you have to do, what you have to say, what you're doing, all your projects. All the positivity in the world we send in your direction. We just want to see you successful. We want to see you more in this world. We want to talk to you again sometime in the future and talk to you about more things that you're doing in your life. 
Thank you so much for being on our show. I mean, you were such a wonderful guest. So easy to talk to. Well, thank you for having me and your amazing interviewer. Some interviewers, like, I don't know what they're doing, but they're not in their body. But you're in your body. You're present. Thank you for asking great questions. So, Thank on. you, my friend. Okay, we're, I'm going to talk to her off, off the radio. Till then, you guys are going to be listening to Child Light. All right, this is Cinephiles Radio. Well, this has been a great show, huh? Just allowing people to be people. What I wanted Alina Andre to do was to come on the show and for her to be herself. I didn't say anything to her. I don't say anything to my guests other than just act natural. And let's just have a conversation. Let's just just talk. Um, That was a fantastic interview. The best interviews are the ones where you can just sit back and listen to somebody tell you their story. There's a lot of things in there to unpack, isn't there? Romania. Breadlines. Biological father. Adopted father. Brother. Sister-in-law, cousin. All these tragedies in her life. But her mother's still alive. All these tragedies in her life. And she's still bearing strong. She gave you all the pieces right from the beginning of the conversation. I know it was pumped up and, and ready to go. And for a lot of people, it's kind of hard to hear those things when it's that fast, fastly worded, or strong in sense of passion. But what she was saying was quite simple. Hold on to yourself. Hold on to who you are. Believe in yourself. Love yourself. And just don't take anything from other people. We're not on this earth long enough. She's obviously seen some tragedies in her existence I think she would know we don't have a lot of time on this earth to play games and to assume we have a lot of time on this earth I could be 30 you could be 50 and I walk across the street and get hit by a car and by the time you're you're you're, you're already old <laughs> you just don't know what's going to happen in life take it by the hair not by her hair and I'm talking about that one episode that she was in where that extra stuff on her hair. But take life by the, by the ears and look at it in the face. Press your nose against it and love it and enjoy it. Or like she said, just don't participate. You do have that option. I'd rather participate. Alina Andre, thank you so much for being on this episode. We can't wait to see you on The Rookie with Nathan Fillion. We love Nathan. And thank you to the fans and the people listening out there. Thank you for being here today. Alina really appreciated it. So did I. I can't wait to talk to you guys again. Next week, right? Next week, same time, same place. Thank you, everybody. This is Steve Peace of Sending Files Radio. Thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you very much for listening to me. Have a blessed day.
Oh, and Danny Glover. I, I know that you're not listening. And uh, probably never listened to my radio show. I don't know. But uh, if you're listening, I wanted to say to you today, uh, I really appreciate your work. And uh, thank you for being alive. Uh, I didn't want to bother him, which was my respect to him. He wanted, he looked like he was uh, having a good day and enjoying himself with his company. And I didn't want to bother him. But I definitely wanted him to know that I appreciate everything he does. So, Danny out there, thank you. And thank you all of you out there for listening today. Have a blessed day. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.